0: Before I start, I wish to acknowledge the custodians of this land, the Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation and their elders past, present, and future. I wish to acknowledge and respect their continuing culture and the contribution they make to the life of the city and this region. This brand new podcast, Moonlight Conversations, explores topics you and I want to talk about. Life, love, hopes and dreams, and everything in between. It tackles the discussions we have with ourselves and other people about our thoughts, emotions, and experiences. Most of all, It delves into why conversations are highly essential for physical, emotional, and mental well-being, and how our souls and spirits need them to thrive and not just survive. We all deserve to be healthy and happy, to shine, and to sparkle. So join me in this journey. Start a conversation with me now. It can inspire people and change lives. Tonight, I will be speaking with Jennifer Sear, an author and owner of a family child care. She suffered depression when she lost three loved ones in the space of only five years. When she turned 40, she started therapy and began writing her blog, Life Begins on the Beach, as well as the children's book series, which focus on social and emotional development. Tonight, she talks about how she has found a love for herself after battling with depression, Through writing on her blog, as well as writing children's stories, she is able to make an impact on others' lives. We will discuss what depression can be like and how it affects lives, what signs of depression are, and how we can approach someone who is struggling, and how simple conversations can change lives. So, without further ado, I give you Jennifer Sear. Welcome, Jen. Welcome, Jen. Thank you. I'm excited to be here and chat. Tell us about yourself, first of all. What made you start Life Begins on the Beach blog and your children's stories as well?
1: Well, it's a long story, but... um, I'm a caretaker. That's just always been my personality. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I definitely um, tried to please everybody along the way. Um, and in 2009, my sister-in-law passed away suddenly. Um, shortly after that, my husband's father passed away. And then a little bit after that, his mother had a stroke. Oh, no. Yeah. So, yeah. so we a lot going a- on. Yeah, we had a five-year-old son at the time. Um, And so while my husband was in his grief, as he should be, Mm -hmm. I kind of took care of everything to the point where I exhausted myself. Okay, uh, yeah. and then my best friend passed away, and as devastating as it was, it all became about my husband's grief all over again. I had to really set my grief aside mm. i I went numb for a really long time. I see getting the kid here and there. yeah, so that my husband could just work on his stuff. yeah, and it got to be too much, and I run a childcare at my home too. so mm. i I was taking care of people twenty four hours a day
0: oh no that's that must be so much to handle
1: you know at the time i just kind of plowed through the best i could but i was exhausted all the time took a toll on my body too i gained weight wasn't sleeping well i wasn't i just felt icky all the time
0: tell us about
1: life begins on the beach what sort of stuff do you write about well you know as i started to fall apart and then started to get better I felt it was really important to share it Mm -hmm. it's kind of like when you discover something new you want to tell everybody about it um yes as I was kind of discovering that I needed to go back to me I wanted to write and so I just started this blog kind of for myself almost like a journal and so I write about things that I'm feeling really strongly. So whether it's frustration over um, the way that women are seen in the world or curiosity about a word I've never heard of, but I think is really cool. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I write about feeling like crap. Yeah. Um, there was one day I was at the beach and everything was just annoying me. And so I just started yeah. writing. Okay. And then I realized I, I had been off my meds for a while. And so I was just really irritable. And so, <laughs> okay. you know, it's just a reflective kind of a, a blog. Yeah. Definitely. And, and sometimes, you know, I'll see a quote or watch a TV episode or something that resonates with me. And so I'll write up about that and how I feel like it impacted me. Yeah. So like, and what about your children's stories? Tell
0: us more about that. So once
1: again, I felt the need to share everything. So mm-hmm. <laughs> because I work with young children, I wanted to share my recovery in an age appropriate way. Yeah. Um, and obviously without too many details, they didn't need to know that I was sleeping 18 hours a day. (laughs) Um, But, you know, when I started to come out of this depression, I had made a new friend, someone that I didn't expect to learn from, I didn't expect this person to get me, so to speak, Mm. or to take the time to really get to know me. And so that this new friendship that I took a risk on was the basis for my first story oh okay yeah I you know it was the first time I really felt seen and heard since my sister-in-law had passed yeah I had turned everything off and this new friend it was a surprise it was kind of like oh my gosh this person doesn't rely on me for anything Mm -hmm. and who wants to talk to me yes Yes. (laughs) yeah so this is story came about that way, that I really wanted to show kids that they can learn something from someone they don't expect. And so that's why it's a sea turtle and a wolf. Very ugly friends
0: um, that really get to know each other. That's awesome.
1: what else made you the isolation um I work I work alone five or six young children in my care yeah. and I really had shut out all my friends when my grief kind of my husband who both were struggling my son was having behavior issues big yeah. time um and that's that can be isolating too the other parents weren't really wanting to connect yeah so the was rough, but I suspect I had been depressed off and on throughout my life, but it got to a point where it was interfering with regular day-to-day stuff. Like I, I literally could not get out of bed at times.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Aside from the isolation,
0: obviously, the feeling of like being overwhelmed with everything.
1: What else can you think of that may have like
0: contributed to being depressed?
1: Um, there were a, a few things, Um, several miscarriages in my adult life, and I had just had another one. It's really hard every time it has happened. Um, but it's also made me who I am and it's made me appreciate the child that I do have that much more. He's going off to college next year and I keep telling, you know, I'm going to call you all the time because you're my only kid. (laughs) 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 And he's a sweetheart about it, but you know, it has shaped the kind of parent I am.
0: you get help what started what what i mean motivated you to like finally get help about this depression
1: um well the the new friend i made that i referred to he would come in do his work and leave but one day he stopped and he said hey are you okay yeah. i was basically laying around on the couch and i was like yeah and then i i started to like think and i'm like no yeah <laughs> I was, I'm really not okay. And, you know, he just took the time to listen and see me and we just had conversations. And I, it made me realize that I was more than just this caretaker person. I was more than this, you know, shell of a person taking up space and that I had value. And that's when I realized I need help. I need, I need to get out of this rut. I need to, take care of myself because I can't take care of other people like this.
0: You had to do some like leadership and relationship and physical wellness
1: work. Can you tell us
0: more about them? Like how did they help you?
1: The relationship piece, um, I kind of had to sit my husband down and be like, you've had eight years of grief. What are you going to do about it? Mm. I can't do this anymore. I can't maintain the way that I am. And that was really hard because it's not his fault that he's grieving it's and it was something that he really didn't have control over but at the same time he wasn't seeking counseling or anything like that he still hasn't but I had kind of had enough to, yeah. so to speak and I, yeah. at the time it felt really selfish but mm. he also kind of needed that kick in the pants because he was just surviving and he yeah. wasn't healthy yeah. either yeah. um and so that kind of, you know, opened the door for me to start exercising a little more. I had had all kinds of stomach issues and I didn't realize it was chronic stress. Mm. Um, I, yeah, I just, I had all kinds of issues. And then I had joint pain, um, which turned out to be from depression, which I didn't know. Oh. <laughs> it's, that- it's one of those things you just don't oh. realize. I-, I didn't think joint pain. Problems, you know. I didn't think so either. But my my doctor, when I finally went and and got some support, he said, you know, gosh, I think you have rheumatoid arthritis. Maybe you have this. Maybe you have that. Mm. And sent me to all the specialists. Yeah, and they're like, they're, they're like, there's nothing wrong with you except for this, except for depression. And I'm like, yeah. really? I found out that it really was directly related. Oh, um, I see kind of makes sense to me now but at the time I I just didn't wrap my head around it so you know I started eating a little better exercising a little more yeah and that helped and so like one of my priorities now is once a week I get out into nature whether it's hiking or kayaking or just sitting outside reading a book because that helps my whole entire body (laughs) and the leadership piece so uh, being a child care provider that works at home alone, I am part of a network of other child care providers in my county mm-hmm. and we get together now and then and I had really stayed out of the group because I was so overwhelmed. But when I started to get better, I had to share this. And so I called the leader of the group and I said, I've got to do this. I was like, I have to talk to the group about my struggle with depression and, yeah. and tell them, you know, that mm, what to look for. So I did. I, I was nervous. Oh my gosh. I was so nervous, <laughs> but I prepared everything I wanted to prepare. And I stood up in front of this group of women who, you know, very diverse group. And it was the most empowering, amazing feeling to be working with these women and say, okay, what are the signs of depression?" that you
0: know
1: here's some others that maybe you don't know and let's brainstorm some strategies and the most amazing thing was that out of the 10 women who were there in attendance other than myself Uh 10 of them had felt these signs of depression at one time or another and didn't know that's what it was oh okay it was it was unbelievable it, it was i mean it was emotional i i kind of was like oh my gosh we're all just like wilting in our souls but yes. it had a really um huge impact on myself but also on them yes. and then i started to participate in the group more and then i became a leader of the group oh, um that's good yeah that's- yeah i uh-huh. learned to be an instructor and i got all kinds of certifications and really nurtured their souls and it nurtured mine in the process and so that's been really Amazing and powerful. And now it's been a few years, and I'm seeing the result of that nurturing. A couple of the providers are stepping up into leadership roles. Some of them are flourishing in their hiking adventures and in their curriculum. It's been really, it's been powerful for me, but it's been amazing. It really has for the families that we all serve. It's been just incredible. Amazing. That's an awesome story.
0: So how would you talk to someone or reach out to someone who you think is suffering from depression?
1: Um, well, I'm, I remind myself on a regular basis that everyone's journey is unique. Yes. And so I have to meet people where they are. And if they're not open to hearing anything mm. then nothing I do is going to help. It's kind of like any addiction or illness is that, If you don't know you need help, nothing's going to change quite yet. And you have to be ready. I wasn't ready for a long time until I was. And you can't just prescribe being ready. It's just a state. But um, typically when I see someone struggling, I, I just err on the side of kindness. You know, I just give them an extra little compliment or check in on them a little bit more frequently. Hey, have you ever thought about maybe talk therapy or, you know, going to a support group or anything like that? Um, but I really have to get to know the person to figure out, are they open? Are they going to feel yeah. like, wait a minute, is she trying to insult me? Um, yeah. and I also have noticed I come across bossy sometimes when I, <laughs> because I'm so passionate about wellness and mental yeah. health, um, that I have had to say, just so you know, this might sound bossy, but <laughs>
0: So yeah. And then I
1: out with it. And some people have said, you know, I really appreciate you being direct and bossy because yeah. that got me to listen. Yeah. Others are like, uh, excuse me, you're not my mother. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I try to really meet people where they're at. and And if they don't want help and don't think they need it, I just err on the side of kindness, whatever that happens to look like. You never
0: know what they might think or they might say. So you just have to really be cautious with approaching them. How did your therapy help you out and how did it change your life?
1: So for me, when I realized I needed help first, I sought medication, mm-hmm. um, because I knew that I was so deep, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and that really helped. But, um, you know, for me, it was always, you know, I was thinking of a therapist, a, you know, someone to talk to yeah. Um, and I found someone who was just, she just happened to be available when I needed her. And so mm-hmm. I just kind of First one, she welcomed me into her office. We can sit here in silence or you can talk whatever you want to do. And I was like, gosh, you're not going to ask me anything. Yeah. (laughs) Before I knew it, the floodgates opened. I had so much to say Mm -hmm. that I had been holding. After Mm -hmm. therapy sessions, I would literally go home and sleep for four hours because I was just exhausted. exhausted. And you know, the thing for me was that this person was there just to take care of me. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was empowering and it was uplifting and it made me think about things differently. And, you know, it was funny because she would sometimes just ask me a question just really generally. She'd say, do you feel like you can be yourself in your own home? Yeah. No, like. I couldn't be myself for the past, you know, eight, seven years. I couldn't be me. I couldn't get mad. I couldn't, you know, be goofy because it would irritate my grieving husband. Like she just had a really beautiful way of listening and making me feel heard and seen. And then she would reflect things back to me to think about. She never once told me how I should be doing things or, you know, oh, that's not okay. You know, she would just really reflect things in a beautiful way. And I needed that. So I saw her just about every week for two years. Um, um, and, you know, at one point she finally said to me, she's like, how do you feel? Do you think you're ready to be out in the world? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, she's like, I release you. She's like, you can come back anytime. But she said, <laughs> I believe you've now got the tools that you're going to be okay. And it was, I mm. cried. I was like, I didn't even know how to feel because I was just mm-hmm. surprised. You know, I, I had become yeah. a new person. And it was, it was, talk ter- therapy for me was the thing to do. I know there are lots of yeah. options out there for women and for, yeah. for everyone. And I hope they find what works for them. But for me, talk therapy was amazing. What else did you
0: find out about yourself while going through therapy? Did you have it? Any- powerful
1: conversations at all um you know actually most the most powerful ones i wrote about my blog and i would would love for people to read that because there are things in there that just were mind blowing but for me one of the big things was finding my own passions like Mm -hmm. i had really set everything aside including friendships and i didn't have any hobbies anymore yeah. So I kind of had to rediscover what makes me happy, what lights me up, what okay. gets me excited. Um and that's been really fun. And it has been writing, and I never imagined myself a writer. Um uh. ever. <laughs> um, but I've Written and published three children's stories. Yeah, I have one is. more. One more coming out next month. Um, oh, I congratulations have
0: congratulations on that.
1: Thank you. I have two nonfiction books in the works. Um, wow. and I have I have I think three more children's stories that I've started to cultivate. Um, mm-hmm. and it gets me excited because I can I can educate folks through my writing, but also mm-hmm. I can help them educate themselves about their own selves. You know, a lot it's of my goodness. stories are reflective. Um, mm-hmm. even the children's stories. You know, the second book is like, When you feel like everything is too loud and overwhelming, what can you do? What can you do to yourself and what works for some and what works for others? And so it's a a piece that strengthens the bonds between parent and child, but also creates resilience in both Mm. the adult and Mm. the child, Yeah, Um, which is so important because we're all overwhelmed all the time. Um, And that resilience piece is huge so that we can bounce back from everyday stress. So that was the big thing is just rediscovering who I am. And what makes me feel alive? Aww. It's been pretty. I
0: have this new segment in my podcast where I ask my guests to read one poem from my book. Are you up to that at all? I, I am. All right, go for it.
1: I wish. I hope and pray that I'll always feel good, that my family's always safe and healthy and happy. I wish there were less mean people in the world who would like to make other people's lives difficult and miserable. I wish there was enough love to go around the world and peace and happiness. I wish I can be good all the time. I wish I can make people happy. I wish I didn't feel so bad all the time. I wish I had a big eraser that could erase all my mistakes and make them all turn into good things. That would make everything better. I wish I wouldn't be such a drama queen all the time. I wish I didn't lie before because it feels so good just telling the truth. I wish I could live forever so I can live out my days making up for all the bad things I've done. I wish I didn't scare people away because that scares me. I wish I wasn't so scared all the time. I wish I could be more realistic. People live on earth, not the moon.
0: Thank you so much for that. And I do appreciate your time tonight. And finally, Jen, um, I just want to ask you, how can people get in touch with you? in case they do
1: want to reach out. Yeah. Um, My name, you type it into Google and I'll pop up everywhere. Um, yeah. I'm on Facebook as Jen Sear. That's my personal name. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Sear is my professional account. Um, also, jennifersear2 at gmail.com. Just send me an email. Um, and my website you can contact me through there um, lifebeginsonthebeach.blog or jennifersearfamilychildcare.com.
0: okay perfect thank you so much again for your time thank you. and my pleasure I hope, I hope you enjoyed the rest of your day thanks you as and well thank you and we should be chatting again soon So that's it for tonight, folks. Thank you so much for listening in. I hope you enjoyed our episode tonight. And I hope you also listen in again next Friday, same time, 8 p.m. Please don't forget to check out my website, Luna.com, where you can purchase my book, conversations I never had with Luna and other stories and it is also available on Amazon you can check that out later after the show so I hope you have a good night ahead of you and stay safe God bless again this is Anna Moonlight Conversations signing out